and welcome to NDIS Know How, a podcast series that asks how can parents get the very best NDIS plan and ample funding to support their kid. This podcast is written and made by me, Melanie Dimmitt, the author of Special Antidotes to the Obsessions that Come with a Child's Disability, and sponsored by HireUp, a disability platform connecting families like mine with top-notch support workers. In this episode, I'll be chatting with Michelle Bailey, a mother of three sons, including 23-year-old Alec, who has an intellectual disability. In this conversation, Michelle talks about being plan-managed rather than self-managed or NDIA-managed, and sheds some light on the reality of plan reviews. She also shares why it's important, as a parent navigating the scheme on behalf of their kid, to be confident, and what she calls a nice, happy, positive, squeaky wheel. Don't feel threatened. Like I say, sweet talk works. In addition to mothering three young men, Michelle runs her own photography business and a platform called Social Knowledge Skills, which champions accessibility and inclusion. She's also a volunteer firefighter, a rowing coach, and a disability support worker. Needless to say, Michelle is busy. As such, she's chosen to go the plan-managed route when it comes to managing Alex NDIS funding. I decided not to manage my own plan. I wanted to get someone in that knew the ins and outs straight away. For Michelle, that someone is a plan manager in charge of paying Alex providers, keeping track of his funds and gathering reports. So I could have been self-managed, not a problem. But because I have these two different businesses that I'm running and uh, just in general being a mum, I just found it easier to have a professional on my side and anything technical, I could always refer to her and we would be fine uh, from then on. And anything that I didn't understand, it was so much easier to have her there. And I don't know if you ever felt it, but when you go to meetings, they all talk about the language. You've got to use the right language within the meeting. Yes. You you know, you can't uh, presume anything and you, you can't um, say, oh, well, we, we need this access because of, you know, you've got to have all the paperwork backing it up of yes. what you need and what you require. So she was able to actually come in and for once in my life, Mel, I was actually quiet and I actually sat there <laughs> and behaved myself because I never, ever behave myself. I always have an extra word to put in or something to say, you know, because uh, language is my favourite thing. And uh, it, it was great. As Michelle has described, Alex's plan manager has been by her side, advocating at NDIS planning meetings. But this isn't the only way to be plan managed. You, you can also go to people like um, my plan manager who manage your plans and they're not really that involved so all these professionals just send their invoices into these people and they just take it out of your plan and it's done like that. You don't have to be managing all the money and putting all the receipts in yourself. Alec uses his NDIS funds for his support needs across both work and play. The supports that I have for Alec, I've got them in place because of how active he is. So he's a young guy, he loves kicking the football, the basketball, he loves doing physical activities. So I really need someone that really likes doing that as well. And also understanding uh, the social side and how to interject when uh, Alec is actually feeling 
like he's not part of a team or not feeling like he's part of the place. So, yeah, they're really individual, unique support. Now he has a job. He works for uh, Lasercraft at West Gosford there and he loves it. And they have individual support workers inside the factory that assist everyone to do their day-to-day work. Alex's current plan covers all of his support needs, but this was not always the case. When the NDIS first rolled out in his area in 2016, Alec was in an age group that, according to Michelle, the NDIS didn't properly cater for. They sort of missed out on the school leavers. Mm. So there wasn't really a lot of money with the school leavers transitioning from being at school into a program and to transition into a job even. They gave everybody that was leaving the school that I know, this is my personal knowledge, uh, $19,000. $19,000 was not going to provide a year's service and that was not going to help in paying for those programs. When we got $19,000, I went, what? This needs to go to review. They really freak us out and saying, oh, you can ask to review your plan, but there's a chance that you'll be given less money the next time around. What do you have to say to that? Was that your experience of reviewing a plan? I rang up a couple of people and I got some professional advice on what I had to do next. And uh, in saying that, it was a long process and we went through quite a few LACs and quite a few people with um, the NDIS. Some really knew about the structure and knew how to give you more money and some didn't. But I think the squeaky wheel process works as long as you're a nice, happy, positive squeaky wheel. (laughs) Don't become a negative Nelly, as they say. Uh, Don't like say, I want this much funny. This is not acceptable. You're not going to get anywhere if you're going to be angry. That's the first thing. That's the key to it all. If you just remain calm and uh, have all these quotes to actually get a bigger plan for the next year, they can't turn you back on that, you know. And also there's different levels of legislation and different levels that you can go through in the process if you're not happy with what you get back the first time if you go to review. There is another step up level from there and then you can step up from there. You can end up in a a court proceeding. I do understand that. But if it's something passionate that you're fighting for, uh, you'll be happy to get there. But I don't think that process needs to happen either. It'd have to be really serious. We all know that knowledge is power. And Michelle tells me that by studying a free, online support coordination course through her local TAFE, she gained a lot of insight into the inner workings of the NDIS. That's why I knew all about the levels that you can travel in to get to where you want your plan to go. And Mm. if you're not happy about different things in your plan, that you can actually put forward a review. And you've got to remember too, these people that write the plans and do the plans, some of them don't have a disability. Some of them don't have a person with a disability in their life. They don't live in your world. They don't live in your life. And that's why you have to make them see what your typical day is like. On that show, um, what advice do you have for other parents who are preparing for NDIS planning meetings? The most important thing is to have a great team backing you up. 
if you use a lot of different providers and a lot of different specialists, they need to talk to each other. That's absolutely key because one might know a little bit about uh, what services and what things they are doing and combined they can make it a big group team effort. Having as many reports as you can before you actually go in there is vital. So do research, find the accurate supports that you need and uh, make sure you try and get into those supports obviously before your plan meeting. So they know that that's already continuing and that's something that you need in the future. And don't forget out, forget the social sides and don't forget about the, the respite that you will need as well. That's key because a lot of people forget about the respite. And with me, it's so funny. I used to say, hey, well, we don't need respite. But it wasn't about us as a family needing respite. It was about Alec enjoying himself away from us <laughs> as having respite. It's about them as an individual, you know, and that's where the whole choice and control thing comes in as well. Yeah. I think it's uh, just, yeah, key to have uh, everyone involved that needs to be involved, have all those reports written correctly. And even though some might be long, try and make them um, really precise, straight to the point. Uh, get quotes for things. So if you have got a wheelchair and you want a super duper one, you know, obviously, you know, Mel, how hard it is mm -hmm. to try and get that extra level of wheelchair because, you know, the NDIS will say, well, do you really need that? Yeah. You, you've got to have uh, backup information on that and say, yes, I do actually, because I've researched it and this is what we need to do. As Michelle says, arming yourself with good reports for an NDIS plan review is vital. And this is why you need superstar medical professionals, therapists and support providers behind you. I would find specialists that get you and understand you and are going to be with you, standing beside you and have your back throughout the process. If you're not happy with something somebody's saying, try and find somebody else, you know. Yes. Uh, speak, speak to many, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt. And I know that is a process for your person uh, in going to meet all these people but it will work out in the end. If you don't get enough funding in your child's NDIS plan to cover their therapy and support needs, fear not. Michelle assures me that there's plenty of room for improvement. Be confident. Don't get upset about what um, people are saying because you can work it out later on as well. If there's things that you get back in your plan that you don't like, obviously you can take it to the next level, but um, don't feel threatened. Like I say, sweet talk works. Be positive. You know, I, I'm very gracious. I, I know that when Alec got a really perfect amount of money, I knew we could work with it and he could have a successful life with it and be pretty happy. Sometimes we do run out towards the end, but then again, that's good management. If you've got someone managing your money properly, they won't allow for that to run out and they will give you constant reports on that. But uh, when I received a, a larger sum, I did probably hug a lot of people in my office <laughs> and I did apologise for getting very excited about it. But I just couldn't help it. I could not believe it when I saw the amount of money. But yeah, it took years, years, like yeah. probably about 
three or four years to get to that perfect amount that would hold us nicely. Hopefully, with the NDIS getting better and better, and people like Michelle sharing their wisdom, it won't take other parents years to get sufficient funding for their kid. A huge thanks to Michelle Bailey for this chat, and thank you for listening. Catch you next time on NDIS Know How.